You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. So I grew up in the uh, the left behind era of the church. Anybody else grow up in the left behind era of the church where Jesus was coming back at any moment? Now, I truly believe that Jesus can come back at any moment. Okay. So, so hear me when I say that. Uh, but I was so worried that Jesus would come back before I was able to get married and have children. Anybody, it was anybody else there? Uh, and so I'm glad that he has tarried. I now am married and have four children, but I was worried that, that I would, I would never, uh, I, I would, I would just never get married, uh, because he would come back. Um, but I've also, I also grew up in the era where singleness was seen as a condition where you were just single because you, you, you were just waiting to get married. And I think sometimes we, we overblow marriage just a little bit in the church. Now, hear me today. I'm married. I'm a married man, happily married. I think being married is good. But I think when we overemphasize marriage, we underemphasize something that is very important. And I think, and this is just me talking, I think because we've overemphasized marriage, sometimes single people make bad decisions and put themselves in relationships that they're not quite ready for. And I think, I think, this is just me talking, I think if we would push people, push our young people to understand what biblical singleness looks like, I think they would make less bad decisions in their their walk with Jesus. And you know what? If someone chooses to be single or the Lord calls them to be single their whole life, you know what? It's okay. And they are just as valuable in the kingdom of God as a married person is as well. And so, did you know that there's 126.9 million unmarried people, according to the Census Bureau last year, 126.9 million. I got two on the front row, three, three on the front row. Uh, so guys, if you're looking here on the front row, uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. They're like, hey, calm down, pastor. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Okay. That were really weird. Really quick. Sorry. Okay. So let's get back to the back wall, shall we? <laughs> there are circumstances. Uh, the circumstances of someone being single are different. Some have never married, while others are divorcees, widows, or widowers. And there are uh, exper- experiential differences. Some have chosen to be single, and they're basically content. Others long to be married, and they're frustrated. But today, what I want to look at is what does the Bible say about being single? What does the Bible say about being single? So if you have your Bibles, grab them and you can turn to 
Give me just a second. Let me open my notes. Uh, you can turn to 1 Corinthians 7. That's where I'll start today. Uh, if you don't have your Bibles, don't worry about it. You can scan the QR code there in the chair in front of you and get the Church Center app. Uh, the media team does a great job to make sure my notes are there on the Church Center app. So sometimes I don't get to everything that's on here, uh, but you'll have my notes and you can go back and look at all the awesome things that I forgot to say. Uh, and, and you can go, hey, that was good. Why didn't Pastor say that well, you know, I'm, I have attention deficit disorder, and sometimes I miss some things, uh, and so you can follow along there. But if this is your first time with us at Hope Church, we are very, very, very glad that you're here. If you go see them out at the Welcome Center, they have got a gift for you on the first time. On the second time, they've got another gift for you. We have new gifts. Usually, I say the gifts; uh, they're really good gifts, uh, but I don't actually know what they are right now because uh, we changed them. Uh, and, and, you know, I got so good at my spiel that I know they've changed them. But on your third time, you get an invite to our Hope Connect class. Now, what is Hope Connect? Hope Connect is, is our way. Uh, it's our new members class. And so if you're new to Hope Church, you want to find out what we're all about, that is the class for you. There's actually one happening today. Right after this service, we have a Hope Connect back in the conference room. So if you'd like to join us, I see donuts, I see uh, croissants, I see muffins, I see uh, I see orange juice. Uh, so don't just come for that. Uh, and even if you just come for that, you might learn something. Uh, and you can get more connected at, at Hope Church. Now, I do know this, we are going to give away a free Hope Church t-shirt to all those that go through Hope Connect. Uh, so if you want your free Hope Church t-shirt now, you have to go through Hope Connect. And everybody's like, well, I got it on my second time. Well, we're, we're making it harder. T-shirts are expensive, okay? Let's just be honest here, amen? All right, we are, we are a nonprofit organization, and we're trying to be good with our resources. Amen? <laughs> amen. Uh, so a couple announcements I, I want you to, to hear. We have a, a food war going on right now. Uh, the men and the women are, are going against one another. I feel like this is an unfair battle, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, but guys, don't worry. Let's come together. Uh, I don't go to the grocery store that often, but I'm going to now. Uh, and so we are, we're getting food for the food pantry. So if you need more information uh, about that, you can see our, our men's and women's leaders, April Tolly and Noah and Josh Morales. Uh, they got more info on that uh, uh, today. And then there was one more that I wanted to make, but I can't remember what it is. Okay. I guess it wasn't that important. I'll remember probably right after service and go, ah, I should have said that. So let's get to it. What does the Bible say about being single? What does the Bible say about being single? Number one, being single is a gift. Being single is a gift. That's found in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7. It says, this is Paul, the Apostle Paul, saying, but I wish everyone were single just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. Paul speaks of singleness as a gift. He isn't speaking of a particular ability some people have to be content single. Rather, he's, he's speaking and saying that the state of being single is a gift. And I think sometimes we don't always understand that. Did you know that Paul was single? Paul, the Apostle Paul that wrote the majority of the New Testament that we have in our hands, he never married. 
I know another guy that never married. We know him by the name of Jesus. He never married. And so why is it that we discount singleness when two of the great pillars of our New Testament were actually single themselves? You know, I don't think that Paul or Jesus would have been able to accomplish the things that he was able to accomplish if he had been married. In fact, you do see instances where Jesus tells some of his apostles to go home. And why is he telling them to go home? Because they're married. They have a family to contend to. But Jesus did not, and so he didn't have to worry about it. But here's what I want you to hear today, single people. Your lack of spouse does not make you less in the kingdom of God. The lack of a spouse does not make you less in the kingdom of God. And I think, like I've said, like I said in my intro, I think we've overemphasized marriage. Now, hear me. Marriage is great. Marriage is a gift. Marriage is a blessing. But we would not have the forces that we have in the kingdom of God if they were not single. I don't think we would have the New Testament. I don't think we would have the church as, as we know it today without Paul and his singleness. But we don't talk about that a whole lot because it doesn't necessarily fit our mold. Now, before you, you shut me out, number two, being single has advantages. Being single has advantages. That can be found in 1 Corinthians seven twenty eight. It says, but if you do not get married, it is not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles. And I'm trying to spare you from those trouble. So what Paul is suggesting is that single people do not have the troubles of marriage. There is a great blessing that marriage is, but there are troubles that come with it. You know, but there's a downside to marriage. Uh, couples, even couples with a good relationship, there's a downside. Uh, life is more complicated with two people. And I never understood this until we got to Christmas. You get when the first year that you're together and you're, you're, you're going steady, maybe you're engaged. You're like, I'm going to Christmas at my family's house. But then you're like, wait a minute, I want to go to my family's house. Christmas only happens on one day. Amen. And you can't go to both places if they start at the same time. And so we had to decide one year. We, now we switch years. One year we spend Thanksgiving with one side. The next year we'll spend Christmas with the other side. And we rotate. It's a lot more complicated. You don't just get to wake up in your pajamas and run down and, and open the Christmas presents. You have to, you, you actually have to buy people Christmas presents. Ugh. You know, you know, kids, kids, I know you're in a hurry to grow up, but it's nice right now. You don't have to buy anybody anything. It's weird when you get older, you buy your own gifts. It's kind of weird. You know, on father's day, your kids use your money to buy you your own present. Uh, <laughs> It's weird how that works, right? It's like, I bought, thanks guys for buying me a present with my money. <laughs> but married people have a family to consider. You know, 
I've had the opportunity to go on many mission trips and preach the gospels in many places. But one thing I have to consider before I leave the country is, is this place so dangerous that I won't come back to my family? You know, my, my father was in the military and many times if I'm going to a place, I'll say, Hey, go ask your buddies that are in the know. If there's some dangers in this place, I don't have to worry about You know, I've been stopped on the road in Africa. The police has M16s in Africa. (laughs) And they're, let me see your passport. Yes, sir. I will let you see my passport, right? And and I, I stick out like a sore thumb in Africa. But, you know, that's, these are things that I have to consider. But if I was married, if I wasn't married, I wouldn't have to consider it. Because I don't have a wife and children that depend on me. The Apostle Paul continues in verse 32. It says, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend the, uh, his time doing the Lord's work and thinking of how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. Uh, his interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has never married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities responsibilities and how to please her husband. So what Paul is suggesting is single people can devote themselves wholly and completely to the Lord. You know, I didn't, I didn't clear this with them. I'm just going to say it and they're going to get all emotional on me, but we, we have, we have a couple staff members that, that are single and man, they devote themselves to the Lord massively. And I don't know, I can definitely tell you this place wouldn't be done in the way it was without those massive force for the Lord that are single. And, and I think sometimes we, we elevate ministers that are married over ministers that are single. But you know what? Those, those single people are forces for the Lord as well. And oftentimes they are much more valuable staff members because they don't have a family to worry about. Now, I'm not trying to downgrade married people. I'm just saying, sometimes we think married ministers are better. And you know what? Each type, depending on what their relationship is or their status, each type has advantages to themselves. But single people are forces for the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean we can take advantage of single people. Single people still need their time to rest. They still need their time to relax. You know, I I told Pastor Zoe the other day, I said, I don't know that I've ever met someone that was more of a workaholic than me uh, until I met you. Uh, (laughs) And so I've been encouraging her, you know, you got to take some time off. You know, I I know you love it, uh, but you got to take some time off because I don't want you to be, (laughs) I don't want you to get to the end of this and just be so mad at everybody because you never took any time off. But, you know, and she's doing better. Praise the Lord, right? I didn't mean to. I didn't mean for this to to be a call out in front of everybody. But hey, y'all go ask Zoe this week and say, hey, did you take a day off? Be good for you to take a day off. All right. So they do that to me. So they might as well start doing it to you. So number three, if you're taking notes, being single has its challenges. I talked about all the advantages, but it does have challenges. The biblical scholars, you've been thinking about this verse the whole time, and I'm going to read it. Genesis 2, 18, it says, Then the Lord said, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. It is God's loving gift to humanity and the chief context of his desire that we, we desire intimacy with one another. 
There's not having a helpmate can be a challenge in and of itself, but it's not impossible. You know, because I'm a driver, I'm, I'm a pusher, and then the Lord gave me Crystal who will come up behind you and go, I love you so much, right? Like there's times when you're like, oh, like if you're texting me and you're like, oh, that was a really heartfelt response from Todd, Crystal wrote it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, play to your strengths, bro, play to your strengths, all right? And they're like, oh, that was really heartfelt. Yeah, well... Crystal, got, Crystal deleted the whole thing that I just said and wrote something better. But, you know, she keeps me out of trouble sometimes. But what I want you to hear this morning is being single is not a condition to be changed. It's just a current season. It's just a current season. It's what God has for you. And, and you know, one of the main challenges of being single is, is you do have to fight loneliness, you know, I, I get to come home uh, and I, I always have people there. Sometimes I don't wish that I always had people there. Amen. You know, my wife always tells me, why do you take, I, I love to take baths, right? Why do I love to take baths? Nobody bothers me. Praise the Lord. I could sit, I could sit and watch my iPad uh, and, and just chill in the bathtub and nobody bothers me. Okay. Everybody's, guys don't make this weird. Everybody's like, Ugh, I didn't want to know that. I'm like, calm down. Okay. You don't have to make everything weird. Okay. Y'all been hanging out with me too long. So let's get to the, the last point today. And, and I think this is where I really kind of want to land this plane. Number four, singleness is not permanent. Singleness is not permanent. Revelations 19, seven says, let us be glad and rejoice and let us give honor to him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lord, and his bride has prepared herself. You know, this is talking about one day we're going to be in heaven. One day we won't be single any longer. We are going to be united with our creator. And I know what your brain's going. You're like, I'm going to be married to Jesus? Kind of, but not exactly in the, in the earthly sense, okay? But... These relationships that we have down on this earth aren't going to be the relationships that we have in heaven. Now, I truly believe we're going to know each other. I truly believe we will have the memories of what we have here on this earth, but we will be forever united with our creator in heaven. And it's going to be a greater relationship than we would ever have on this earth. Can you imagine what that will be like? Can you imagine what it'll be like constantly? You know, think of your greatest moments worshiping the Lord. Think of your greatest moments in prayer. And that's what heaven is going to be like constantly. And guys, I love my wife. I love being married. But that's going to be greater than anything that we can experience on this earth. So maybe you're sitting there and you're like, Pastor, I don't know. I might be single forever. The scripture would tell you, you won't be single forever. Eventually, even if you don't have a relationship with anyone on this earth, one day you will be united with your creator in heaven. And I think sometimes we forget that because the Bible speaks as Jesus as the bridegroom who will one day return to take his bride, the church, to be with him perfect in a new creation. 
Now, I think sometimes we, we mess up these things because we think of church as a location, but the church is the people. You know, y'all remember? You ever do the open the door or here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, there's the people? Uh, right? It's hard to do with a microphone in my hand. Uh, but the church is the people. The church is you guys. Yes, we have a building. Yes, we have a location. Yes, we call this the church, but you are the church. And you know what? Jesus gave his life for his church so that one day he could come back to redeem and to, to, to be reunited with his bridegroom, the church. And guys, that's what we have to look forward to. But I want to end with this. Our earthly status does not change our kingdom value. We'll say that one more time because I don't think you got it. Miss Ruby's with me, but the rest of you need to get with me. Our earthly status does not change our kingdom value. Each and every one of you are valuable in the kingdom of God, whether married, whether single, whether divorced, whether widowed, doesn't matter. You are valuable in the kingdom of God. God has you in this season. God has you in this place. God has you in this time for a reason. Do not think that you have to be married to be better because that's not what God has for you right now. What God wants for you right now is this moment. And he wants you to know that you are valued. You are cared for. You are cherished. And one thing I want you to hear is single people are a force for the Lord. Do not devalue yourself because you think that the earth, the, the church as a whole would tell you something different. Because I want you to know your pastor thinks that you are valuable. So what are our transformational moments today? Usually I have three of these. Today I have six, <laughs> which is why I'm getting to the wrap up quicker, right? Now I have, I have, I have, uh, I have points for each. Okay. So if you're single, here are your transformational moments. Okay. Number one, thank God for the gift of singleness. I think oftentimes we, we can be resentful for our current situation but thank God that he has you in this season for such a time as this. You know, God may be preparing you one day to be married. He may not. Either way, he is good. So don't rush into something just because you want to have a relationship. Number two, do all you can to be godly. Do all you can to be godly. I know that it's, it's difficult in this landscape and this world that we live in to rush into things. But do all you can to protect yourself one day. You know, if, if older Todd could talk to younger Todd, the one thing I would tell younger Todd is you don't know what a gift a relationship is. It's not something to be rushed into. It's not something to be pushed. And when you find the right person, it will just work. It's not something that you're going to have to force. It's not something that you're going to have to push. When you find the one that the Lord made for you, it will just click. And you won't have any questions. The married people are shaking their heads at me because they know. 
So don't push for something too soon. Number three, keep your eyes fixed on heaven. Keep your eyes fixed on heaven. Because your, like I said, your earthly father values you. He's not upset with your current condition. He's not surprised. And you know what? He doesn't want to change you. He wants you to be content where he has you. Now, married people, I've got three for you as well. Number one, don't think of singleness as second best. You were not better than someone because you're married. You just got a lot more problems. Amen. And I love my problems. They're my problems. And they're, they're my responsibilities. But they are things that I have to think of. You know, when we're up here working till 1030 at night, back to back nights to get this sanctuary ready, it takes a toll on my family. And I have to be responsible for that. Number two, remember that your family is the whole church. Remember that your family is the whole church. Sometimes we need to take those that are single under our wings. You know, those that don't, those that are single and maybe don't have a place to go for a holiday, take them under your wing. Be the church. Let them be the family because we're a family of God here. And no one, no one needs to not have a family. And so, like I said, one of of the disadvantages of, of being single is you don't always have a family. So if you are married and you have a family, find someone that needs to have that connection. Invite them into your home. Love them. Welcome them. Make them feel connected because we are all a part of the family God. You know, there's a song. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. The older people are rejoicing. The younger people are like, I've never heard that song. Number three. Notice this point is the same for both. Fix your eyes on heaven. Keep your eyes fixed on heaven. Because all of this mess will cease. All of the troubles that we have on this earth will cease. And we will get to spend eternity with Jesus, who's coming after us, who loves us, who gave us everything. Why? Because he loves you. So in just a moment, we're going to have some of our, our elders and our staff down here to pray. If you need some prayer today, we want to pray with you. In fact, even if you're, you're not single or even if you're not dealing with what I talked about today, we want to pray with you. It makes our day to pray with you. In fact, we built a church with a large enough altar that we didn't hear each other's prayer from like two feet away, right? And so if you're sitting there today and you're like, Pastor, I need some prayer. Today is your day. We want to pray for you. We want to minister to you. So don't pass up that opportunity to receive some prayer today. But guys, I want to close with this. Keep your eyes fixed on heaven. All the all the troubles of the earth will pass away. But being in heaven with Jesus, that is our ultimate goal.
Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you today. Lord, I know as we we go through this relationship series and we, we talk about things that some people in the audience are like, well, well this, this doesn't really apply to me. Lord, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. All of these things in this, in this world, <laughs> the troubles that we face, sometimes it gets our focus off of you. But Lord, help us to keep us focused on you today. Help us to press into what you have for us today. Lord, and I pray that your presence would be felt in this place. For we ask it in Jesus' name.